You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. So the New York Times published a very interesting article that I stumbled across that I wanted to share with you guys because it kind of highlights a lot of the issues that we have today as far as what we live as a society in such a problematic system. You know, we are really, really dealing with systematic racism, systematic oppression on so many different levels. And people are, uh, you know, getting to see that now because of the pandemic. The pandemic kind of exposed a lot of what's been happening for quite some time, you know, just because jobs are, you know, going away at a rapid pace now doesn't mean that a lot of the jobs that have disappeared to this point weren't going to always disappear. They were definitely in line to disappear. All the pandemic did was just expedite a lot of what's happening today as I digress and jump back into this this spread by uh, the New York Times. So the New York Times put something out that basically highlighted the most powerful people in the country. And it focused on 900 plus people. And out of those 900 plus people, 80% of them were, you guessed it, white. The 80 most powerful people in this country are Caucasian. Now, if anybody who's been paying attention and hasn't been living under a rock in the last two years or last four years, really, during this uh, Trump presidency, should not be surprised by that, should not be surprised by the inequality that is going on in our system because it's been highlighted just through our justice system. So that's why you see all the social unrest going on in the country. But back to the um, matter at hand here, 80 percent of the country, the most powerful people are Caucasian. This is a problem in 2020, people. We're in 2020, and we have the most powerful people in the country. Three-fourths of them are Caucasian. That is a huge problem, but it gets even worse. So this article details a lot of decision makers and people in charge of a lot of the stuff that is important to our society and to our culture, as well as laws and entertainment and sports and all of these things. So let me jump into all the other factoids here. So, of course, you know the Supreme Court justices, there are nine of them. And out of those nine, only two of them are minorities. You got Clarice Thomas, who represents the conservative side. He's, you know, African-American, unfortunately. And you have Justice Sotomayor, who was appointed by Barack Obama, who is Puerto Rican. I believe she's Puerto Rican. She is from New York. So you have that. Let's jump into some more stuff. So of the people at the top of the 25 highest valued companies, six are Asian or black. There are now four black chief executives running Fortune 500 companies down from six in 2012. So it's actually gotten worse as far as the most valuable companies in this uh, country that is controlled by minorities. So you only have, look, four to six out of the 25. Obviously, you could probably pinpoint some of the minorities that are in this exclusive group of companies. The the CEO of Microsoft, obviously, um, and you have others. So um, so that's a problem. So um, here's another one of the people who had. Um, who led universities ranked in the top 25. So now you talk about the Yales, the Harvard, all of those places. Only one is a minority. 
So 25 of the most storied or most talked about universities, most expensive universities, most prestigious uh, uh, um, universities, according to a lot of places, a lot of outlets, only one person is a minority out of the 25. And that one person is Hispanic. That is a problem. You know, the future is being pretty much controlled by uh people that may not even understand their plight or even understand their culture. So, you know, that's a problem in itself as well. So let's go, let's go uh, through the rest of this list. So the five people who have the most um, influence over book publishing are all white, while the people who edit the 10 most read magazines are all white as well. So the people that are in charge of what you see in the New York Times bestsellers list, all of these places, they're all Caucasian. So if you are an author who happens to not be white, it is a barrier to get your shit published. It is a barrier. Make no mistake about it. And not to mention what's even probably more dangerous than that is the the, the magazines. And a lot of these big time magazines, you know, they're again, they're edited all by uh caucasians so again there's a whole big side of the pie that isn't represented when it comes to just media and you're seeing these numbers play out and bear itself out as far as why some of these these things aren't happening for such so many communities excuse me so let's uh jump into the next factoid here 14 people oversee most of the music that is produced and played Two are black or Hispanic. As a music guy, as someone who's, you know, done a lot in music on an independent level, and, you know, I've also worked in radio before, this is crazy because, first of all, I'm not surprised because, again, I've worked in the business before, so I understand a lot of the people that are in control aren't black. They're not black. They're not any kind of minority. So a lot of the time, minorities are stifled and don't get the opportunities in these fields in in entertainment because so many cultures aren't represented so when you have a problem like this where you have uh 14 people who oversee the music business and only two of them are of of people of color then you kind of understand why certain things are played and certain things aren't this is very obvious this is a part of that systemic racism that everybody be talking about the people who actually are paying attention to what the hell is actually happening in this country this is a part of that issue this is a part of that issue among all the other things that i listed so here we go we got two more uh three more things i want to check off real quick so of the people in charge of the 25 highest valued fashion companies only three are asian or hispanic so 25 of the highest valued fashion companies I mean, you name it, coach, whatever, all of these big fashion houses, only three of them are minorities that control 25 out of the 25, excuse me. That is crazy. That is crazy. And this kind of reminds me of what Kanye was talking about several years ago when he was on Zane Lowe on Beats One, that interview, when he was talking about, you know, classism is the new racism, et cetera, et cetera. But he was really trying to dissect is how if you're an aspiring fashion artist or a creator in fashion, the barrier to entry is insanely difficult because what he was saying is that if these people, these uh, 
wait, we had 25 of the value and you said three out of them. Three out of the 25 is minority. So let's say the 22 that's left. If those 22 people who are all white don't want to fuck with you, don't want to highlight your uh, highlight your fabrics or highlight your clothing brand, then it ain't happening. It is not happening. You know, and this is a part of what Kanye was trying to highlight. And this is why he had to take a different path far as going through Adidas to get a lot of the fashion stuff that he wanted to get out. He had to take a different route. So a lot of uh, minorities don't have the kind of cachet that Kanye has where he can take a different route and still ultimately get to the destination that he set out to. A lot of us don't have that luxury. So when you are confronted with these type of staggering numbers that are against you, there's no, you know, no wonder why nothing gets done. No wonder why a lot of people's goals and dreams don't even get to manifest into anything because you can't even get inside the door. They won't open the door for you because the door is already closed, if you get what I'm saying. So uh, two more things here. Okay, 99 people own professional baseball, basketball, and football teams. Out of the 99, only six are Asian, black, or Hispanic. Man, that is staggering. So out of those six, obviously, is like Michael Jordan. And then you got the uh, um, the cons down in the Jacksonville who own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those are two out of the six. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's insane, man. Like, this is 2020, people. You see these large numbers and the disparity? Like, it's insane. Like, this is systematic oppression. It's just always been the fabric of this country, and we have to change that. So here's the last little factoid. A hundred people write laws in the Senate. Nine, only nine, are Asian, Black, or Hispanic. Only nine. 10%, think about that. 10% of the Senate is minorities. So you got them filled up predominantly with old white guys pretty much because women are under uh, under represented as well so out of this hundred majority of that is old white guys how do they relate how do they relate to that young 19 year old kid in the urban cities or that uh college graduate coming you know 24 year old college graduate coming out of school and they don't have any jobs or excuse me, you pretty, you'd be pretty old to be done at 24. But let's say you're 24 years old, you finished grad school and all this stuff and you don't have a fucking job to go to. You think those, what is it? That other 90% understand your plight? No, they don't. Not in 2020, they do. You know, so I just found all of this to be really interesting I found that 80% of the most powerful people being white is interesting. I mean, it really highlights the issues we have today. And it highlights why so many are out there on the streets fighting, fighting, just so they can just have a fair shake at the same kind of success as the other 80% has been accustomed to having their entire lives. That's pretty much what we're, we're fighting for. And we definitely have to change things. We definitely have to change things as far as how we educate ourselves and who we represent. We got to stop representing people because some rich millionaire douchebag on cable news told you that 
this is the person you vote for. They're just going to tell you the person to vote for that that better aligns with what their core beliefs are and what helps them out. You know, this is why I, I stopped watching cable news, you know, over a decade ago. Uh, you know, I used to watch it religiously. And then I figured out, hey, these guys don't even understand our plight. They they're 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 entertainers. They're not even real journalists. A lot of them, you know, and this is why I tell people I tell close friends and family. I say to them, I say, look, it is wise that you don't follow or take everything as law that's coming out of the mouth of an anchor that is talking on one of these you know, talking head shows on cable news. You know why? Because that anchor is a millionaire. How can a millionaire who goes to cocktail circuit parties with a lot of these politicians and public figures that we ridicule, how are they going to be honest and, 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 and tell you what actually needs to be heard? They're not going to do that. They're just going to protect the system. They're going to protect the status quo and keep things pretty much steady and how everything is going. Because if when everything is steady and no one's rocking the boat, everybody is getting paid. Everybody in that system is getting paid. We ain't getting nothing. So this was just interesting. I wanted to share this with you guys. Let me know what you think about this article leave a comments, leave a comment on our thread here. And also if you go to the anchor page of the, uh, you know, for voice junkie, you can also leave a voice message and just, and any type of opinions you may have on a uh, previous episode or, you know, current episodes would be definitely appreciated because we try to give some more interactions and some more thoughts from some of you guys out there who support this podcast. It would mean a lot. All right. So as always, as always, support by sharing these episodes, and you can also support more by going to patreon.com slash voice junkie. You can contribute a dollar. You can contribute $5 a month. A dollar will make you a believer. $5 will make you a boss. There's different tier plans uh, for different uh, memberships, and you get different things for those. So, you know, all of it helps, man. I just appreciate your uh, support. As always, until next episode. Peace.